Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Mindset Edit. I'm your host, Victoria D'Ambrosio, and thank you so much for listening. Today's episode is on how to find your passion and what a topic this one is. Now, if you haven't already listened to episode one, go back and do that. But if you have listened to episode one, you know that I made a comment about how I actually hate the phrase, how to find your passion. So we'll definitely dive into that in this episode. So I'll tell you all about why I dislike that phrase my journey with finding my passion. And then at the end, as always, I'm going to give you guys questions and exercises to you for you guys to use so that you can actually start figuring out and working towards finding your passion. If that's something you're struggling with, you don't really know what it is you're meant to be doing, right? Maybe you know you're meant for more. Maybe you're unhappy with where you're at in life and you want to be happy. Maybe you're just content, but you know you want to be fulfilled by your work, whatever it is. I will help you get there, I promise. So let's just dive right in. So as I mentioned in the first episode, I really got to this place in my journey where I thought I was gonna do the finance thing and I realized absolutely not, this is not for me, right? And I just remember feeling so stuck, like I was frozen because I knew with so much certainty that, Finance was not for me. Even though I had worked my entire life towards that goal, that was really what I thought. I knew I was in the wrong place. Like I absolutely no way, shape or form. But I felt so stuck because I didn't know where to turn. It wasn't like, okay, I know I don't want to do finance. Now let me go do, you know, something in the medical field, for example, or become a lawyer or a PR person, whatever the version is, I had no idea where to turn. And that drove me crazy because I felt stuck. I was motivated. I wanted to go after my goals. I wanted to work really hard and start taking action and change my life. But I felt like I couldn't do that because I didn't know where to turn. And actually, I remember having a conversation with a coach of mine at the time and saying how frustrated I was because I didn't know what my passion was. And I just wish I knew because if I knew I would go after it with all of my heart, soul and being right. I remember telling her, you know, if I knew, for example, I wanted to be a performer, I wanted to be a singer, which I cannot sing. This was never in the cards for me. But if that was the case, I would pack my bags. I would sell everything that was not essential. I would move to L.A., I would get my butt on the streets and I would be singing in the streets for people to hear me. I would be putting out content online. I would be, you know, handing out my music on CDs or whatever and streaming my music on Spotify, like doing all of the things. But it wasn't a matter of, you know, for me putting in that effort, it was that I didn't even know what to do. And that felt so frustrating because I was doing all the things I was trying to follow my heart, but I was like, I don't even know what that is. Like, what does that mean? Follow my heart. I don't know. What's your passion? Just what would you do if you could do anything? I don't know. I legitimately didn't know. And I was just watching the people online and I I just didn't understand it. And that's where my frustration with the whole, just find your passion comes in and follow your passion, do what you're passionate about. Frustrates me because it makes it seem like you either A, just know your passion, which some people do, right? I think we all know those people who knew they wanted to be a singer or a dancer or an actress or a doctor from when they were 
you know, five years old. Or B, you just think about it and one day magically you realize, oh, I'm meant to do X, Y, Z thing. You just wake up one morning and you find it, right? You know, you go find your passion. You like wake up one day and you're like, today I'm going to find my passion. And you go to the store and it's like on aisle 12, right? It just makes it seem like it's this thing that you just go look for and you find it. And I was trying, and that's my frustration again, because I was trying, I was doing all these things. I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking, I can't find it like this game of hide and seek. And I just can't find it. And it wasn't for lack of trying. And I think that's really where a lot of confusion comes in for people is that there are so many people. And now listen, if you're one of those people and you know what you're passionate about, and you've always been passionate about it, or you did figure it out. I am so happy for you. Genuinely, truly, I am. But if you're not one of those people, I want to let you know that we're actually the majority, right? Um, we don't know what our passion is, right? But what I want to let you know is you can find it. It just takes some work to find it, right? Like I said, you're not going to pop out one day and just know your passion. If you don't already know this, you're not going to just wake up one morning. You can't think your way into your passion, right? There's steps and actions you have to take, which we'll get into in a little bit. But I want you to know that finding your passion is entirely possible, right? That's what I have now. I can't believe I have the life that I do, like truly. But I did not wake up one day and say, oh, mindset coaching, that's for me. And now I'm going to start posting online. Absolutely not. Like hard no. And we'll get into my story in a little bit, right? And But you can get there. So I want you to know you're going to get there. But that's the end goal, right? You're not going to wake up and the first thing most likely is going to be the passion project that sets your soul on fire or whatever, you know, people say. You're probably going to have some trial and error and that's okay. I don't want you to think about it where it's like you have to pick this one thing and then that's your passion and you find it. It's kind of the equivalent if you were trying to go to the gym and you were like, today I'm going to start working out. And you just go and you try to bench a hundred pounds. And I don't know how much you guys can, you know, handle at the gym, but a hundred pounds is a lot for me, right? I'd have to start with the two pounds and then eventually work my way up to the hundred pounds. And that's how I want you to think about finding your passion, right? You have to start somewhere and you will work your way up. Now, some people can start at heavier weights. Maybe some people are so strong they can just you know, go to the 100 pounds. So I don't want you to compare yourself. That's where I'm going with this is don't look at other people who just woke up and found their passion or tried one or two things and then found their passion, right? Really understand that this is a process that's going to take time and it's going to take a different amount of time for every person. So please do not get into the comparison trap here. What's important is that you are making progress. And so how do you actually then find your passion? It is a data collecting exercise. And I want you to think about it like a scavenger hunt or like the game of I Spy. If you guys were ever little and you played I Spy, right? Like you do I Spy, my little eye, something blue. And you pick something blue in the room that you're with, with the people. And you say, you know, it's, you know, the thing to the left. And someone's going to say no, but then they'll say hotter or colder, right? After you pick another thing right? And that's what you need to do when you're on this journey of finding your passion. You pick one thing, 
right? You have to start somewhere. You're in this room. You have, there's a bunch of blue objects. You have to pick one. You have no idea what it is, but you have to start somewhere. So you're like, you want to know what? I'm just going to pick this blue one. That's exactly what you have to do when you're trying to find your passion, right? And then from there, you're going to figure out, okay, hot. And you pick another one after that. And then you're like hotter or colder, right? But you're not going to know, you, you don't have that directional sense of if you're getting closer or further away until you take a step in the right direction. Hopefully that's coming off and making sense. And that's what you have to do. So how do you apply that to finding your passion? Again, I'm going to give you like questions and exercises to help get you started. But here's the question you ask yourself. What is, I'm laughing because the bar is so low. And when I was going through this, maybe you guys can resonate. I thought I just had to figure out what, what my passion was. Here's what you have to figure out. What is something that I would want to try next that maybe sounds interesting? That is like how low the bar is, right? Stop keeping the bar at, it has to be something that is my absolute dream job. And, you know, I'm so sure it's my passion. No, 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 no. It's what's something that seems like it could be interesting. That is the bar we're working with people. It is that easy. It is that simple. Please, please do not make it more complicated complicated than that. Okay. So that's really where I want you to think. And from there, that's your starting point. And actually that's where you're going to kind of jump to. But then this whole thing is this data collecting exercise and you use that data to inform the, okay, hotter or colder, right? Eventually, like in the game of I spy, you get so much data on hotter or colder you're able to narrow in and identify exactly where it is. And you can find that blue object that, you know, the person was referring to, but it's going to take time. You have to have a couple of guesses before we get there. So I just want to give you guys some context into my journey so you can kind of see how it helped me or how it worked for me. And, you know, looking back, you can draw those connection points of the hotter and colder and those data points, right? And when I say data points, what I'm going to be asking you to do is looking for when you try these new things, what do you like about the experience? What do you not like about the experience, right? What do you want more of? What do you want less of? Whether it's something you've experienced yourself, whether, you know, it's things you're looking at for other people, that's the data point that you're looking for. Okay. So just to go into my journey a little bit, like I said, I was in corporate finance, thought that was going to be my life (laughs) and it wasn't. So I was trying to figure out what, what, what I want to do. So here's what I want you to to do is, you know, on a piece of paper, you can draw one of those like T columns and on the left, you do the pros and on the, you know, right, you do the cons of just either your job, your like living situation, whatever it is you're, you're working for. Right. So let's just talk about this in the context of maybe a job or a side hustle. You're trying to find your passion. Right. So you would write down, what do you like about it? What do you dislike about it? And these are your starting data points, right? And for me, I'll be honest, my corporate finance job, I didn't like anything about the work I was doing, right? And I'm going to say there's always something positive, right? There are things you've learned, or maybe you really enjoy your coworkers or the free coffee, right? You do want to stay positive when you're in these situations that aren't happy. But from this data collecting exercise, you need to figure out, you know, if you don't like finance at all, corporate finance work, then you shouldn't be going into another corporate finance job or something, you know, similar. So what I was doing was combining both my work 
in this pros and cons list and also my interests. So my skills and my interests. And so at the time I was really, really interested in, this is when my online business world kind of started kick, kicking in. I started finding people online talking about being an online entrepreneur and the world of personal branding. And I started to become obsessed with marketing and personal branding. So for me at this point, I still didn't fully know I didn't want to be in corporate, but I thought marketing was so interesting. So the natural next step for me, I thought was, let me look into a corporate marketing job. Now I'll fast forward a little bit, realized actually I don't want a corporate marketing job, right? I liked the marketing piece, but I didn't like that like corporate piece and the type of actual marketing work I'd be doing in a corporate marketing job. I really liked the more entrepreneurial type of marketing, that online personal brand. So I was like, okay, I like things that are marketing related and online. So what's something I can do where I'm, you know, marketing online, building a personal brand. So from there, I was like, oh, well, I love to travel. You want to know what sounds like the perfect job for me? Being a travel blogger and influencer. Truly, guys, this is where I was like, I think this is my dream job. I could not have thought of a better job. I was like, this is it. I love to travel. I love to talk about travel. And I can get paid to talk to people about travel and to go to these amazing locations and tell people them about it. Like, there's no better job. Like, I, it, this was it. <laughs> this was my holy grail. I had found my passion. And then I tried it for a few months and I disliked it. And this is a really important piece. When you are collecting your data points, understand very clearly and very objectively what you like, what you dislike, and why you dislike it. Here's why. I disliked the travel blog because I realized that I didn't actually like talking about travel professionally. It was an interest of mine for sure, but I wanted to keep it as an interest. I didn't like it when it started to become my job. It took the fun out of it for me. That is why I didn't want to continue pursuing it, which is a valid, valid reason, right? If you don't want to be talking about travel and posting travel tips, you can't really be a travel blogger. But I say this because there are people who will do similar things like that, get started on their journey. And they'll want to quit because they don't like it, but they don't like it because it's not happening fast enough. They're not seeing the success. So in my version, it would be, I'm not really getting brand deals. I've been at this for, you know, six months. I'm not really growing my Instagram. No one's commenting on my photos. No one reads my blog, X, Y, Z. Those are vanity metrics. And no matter what you do, it's going to take a while before you start seeing the ball kind of roll with your success. And especially if you're building a community online, it takes time. And so it's really important to understand, are you quitting because you actually dislike the work that you're doing? Or are you giving up because it's hard and that's uncomfortable and you don't want to face that discomfort? That's really key because, and I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit here, but if I quit travel blogging because my blog wasn't picking up fast enough, I would have never been here as a, a mindset coach because I would have given up when my, inevitably my mindset coaching online business wasn't picking up immediately. Do you see where I'm going with this? So really be, you know, on top of yourself and be honest with yourself as to why you don't like things. Because sometimes we'll quit when things get hard because we don't like the discomfort, because we're making the fact that we're 
uncomfortable or we're making the fact that we're not succeeding as fast as we think we should be mean that we're not good enough to do it when that's not the truth at all but that's what we make it mean and we're like oh it's, it's clearly not meant to be clearly i'm not good enough to be a travel blogger i'm not cut out for this no one wants to follow me no one's interested in what i have to say so i'm going to quit that's not true so really be on to yourself with that okay and the other important piece with this travel blogging thing is to actually make sure you guys are <laughs> trying and doing these things. You're, you're taking these steps and you're, you know, taking the next action and trying these new things because and not getting in your own way where you're like, well, what if people think X, Y, Z about me trying to be a travel blogger? What if they make fun of me? All of these things. And I had these fears, doubts, and insecurities too. But here's why it's so important that you actually have to get out of your own way to start taking these actions. Like I said, I thought travel blogging was the holy grail. But if I had never started it because I was so afraid of what people would think about me, and I did put it off for a while because of that. I'm not sugarcoating that, but I did get started after, you know, a couple of months. I still, I wouldn't be here to this day because I would still be sitting in the back of my mind thinking that travel blogging was it, right? And that's why it's so important to get started now, today because I still would have had to go through these steps of trial and error before ultimately and ending on mindset coaching was, which is what, you know, I believe I'm meant to do. I would have still been doubt of thinking about becoming a travel blogger. And it was so important. If I had never started, I would have never realized, Hey, wait, this is actually not what I'm meant to do. It always would have been a what if in the back of my mind. So use this as your sign to Take this podcast episode seriously. Go through the exercises at the end of this episode, pick something and start. And if that works for you and you find your passion, fan freaking tastic. And if it doesn't, pick it back up, re-listen to this episode if you need to, find the second one and start there. But the longer you put this off, you're, you're not gonna get there any faster. In fact, it's gonna take you a lot longer and you're probably not gonna skip any steps. You're just delaying your start, which means you're delaying your success. You're delaying your fulfillment. You're delaying your happiness. So stop putting it off. You're, you're not hurting anyone but yourself. And if you're worried about what people think, I get it. We all are. We're hardwired to want people to like us, but guess what? People are going to judge you no matter what. So you might as well do what you want and be happy because they're going to judge you while you're miserable. So just have them judge you while you're being happy. Also, no one's thinking about you as much as you think you are. How long are you spending thinking about other people? Not very long. You're mostly thinking about yourself. That's how other people are too. So don't let that stand in your way. Get started. So anyway, realized the travel blogging wasn't for me, but I realized, okay, still, like I want to be talking to people online, but not in the sense of travel. Then I went into personal finance coaching, right? Because I was didn't like the uh, corporate finance work, but I'm so passionate about personal finance, especially with women and educating them. And that's what I really want, wanted to do next. And long story short, realized that's not what I wanted to do, but I loved, again, the marketing piece, the online piece, the entrepreneurial piece. I just didn't like that finance piece. So I was like, okay, what's something else that I would want to talk to people about, that I would want to coach people on? And that's where I ultimately ended where I am here with Mindset Coach. So just to take a step back, right? I went from corporate finance to corporate marketing, right? Then I went from corporate marketing to some sort of online marketing of myself, which was the travel blog, because I knew I liked marketing, right? That was my hotter or colder data point. From travel blogging, I was like, mm, I love this entrepreneurship thing because I want to be able to work for myself. 
I love marketing myself, but travel, travel's not it. What else might it be? Okay, let me try finance. Let me be a finance coach. Okay, finance coach, it has the online marketing. It has the entrepreneurship piece. I love helping people. But personal finance, even though it's something I'm really passionate about, I don't want to be the one teaching it. That's not what I want to be talking about all the time. What's something else? What kind of other online coach would I want to be? What other thing would I want to be talking about? Mindset coach. Do you guys see the connection points? And I want you to understand this took time. Like this, I'm not, honestly, I'm not 100% clear on the timeline, but it had to have taken at least a year and a half. Okay. Like it took, it took a good amount of time. I did not wake up one day and realize I wanted to be a mindset coach. It took me figuring this out. So hopefully you guys can now see what I'm talking about where you need to get started, but you're going to be collecting these data points that are going to get you closer and closer and closer to your passion. Here's the other thing I want to say before we get into the questions to ask yourself. As you're collecting these data points, there's going to become an, inf- an inflection point. You're going you're gonna to get to this point. You might actually be at this point now as you're listening to this podcast episode. And I will say this, and I will say this so many more times in this podcast series. Your results are going to be directly correlated with how honest you're willing to be with yourself. And I say this because a lot of times we say, I don't know, because we're unwilling to admit what we know deep down inside, because we are afraid of change, because we are afraid of what we actually want. We know what we want, but we're ashamed or afraid to admit it for some reason. Okay. There became a point where I knew I wanted to be a mindset coach, but I kept telling myself and I kept telling other people, I don't know what I want to do because it was easier for me to continue to say, I don't know what I want to do for a lot of reasons. Number one, I was afraid of what people would think of me when I said I wanted to be a mindset coach because there's a lot of stigma about coaches and mindset coaches online, right? Also, when I knew what I wanted to do, right? Then I had no more excuse. I had to take action, which is scary for a lot of reasons. What if I fail, right? There's all of these things. There's so much change that would come with this, right? I had to start creating content and putting myself out there online. And what if people made fun of me online or no one liked my content, all of these things. So it's much more comfortable to stay in the, I don't know than it is to admit to ourselves what we want. So Be honest with yourself in this journey, because if you keep saying, I don't know, when deep down inside, you know, you're just going to keep picking things that are somewhat close to what you know you actually want to do. And they're never going to be it because you know what you want to do deep down. You're just not admitting it to yourself. And I totally understand how hard it is. And I, guys, for context, like this is when I hired my coach because I knew what I wanted to do, but I needed someone to help me get out of my own way to be able to do that, right? These are serious things and people will beat themselves up or like, why is it, I I feel so stupid for thinking this and I shouldn't care what other people think or I shouldn't care about switching my job, these, all these things. And it's a big deal. And I won't really go too much into this in this episode, but why it's such a big deal to switch your job when you're in this finding your passion is because 
especially at least in the US in my experience, we so deeply associate our identity with our job and therefore our worth. So it's not that you're just changing your job. It's that you're going through this identity switch and you're also associating your worth with that. So I want to validate why you're feeling the way you do. It makes sense. And part of when you're in this space of, I have no idea what my passion is. I don't know what I want to do. It's an identity crisis, right? That's why you're feeling this way. So I do want to validate you, but I also want to give you that tough love where there's going to be a moment and it might even be now where you know what you want, but you have to step up the plate to the plate to actually go take it. So before we get into these questions that I'm about to give you so you can use it to figure out what you want, if you're in the, I really genuinely don't know what I want to do camp, ask yourself, pause this and say, do I really not know genuinely deeply or do I know what I want to do? Or at least do I know what I want to try to do next, but I'm not admitting it to myself because I'm embarrassed about that job or I'm afraid about it. You're only hurting yourself by being dishonest. So I will leave you with that. But there, if you, if you know right now, I encourage you, step up to the plate and take action. You will thank me for it later. <laughs> the sooner you do it, the better. And do what you have to, right? Do you need to hire a coach? Do you need to invest in a course? Like do what you need to do to be able to get that support to actually fulfill your your goals and your dreams because it's really, really hard at first. And I said this on one of my other podcasts, but in the beginning, you likely will need support to help you while you're building that confidence and courage within yourself. You're not just gonna like pop out one day, most likely, and have all this like confidence in yourself to do it. That's why you people need people in the beginning to help support them in that those beginning and the most critical stages. Okay. But if you're in the, I don't know camp, I feel you, I was there too. And so I'm going to give you some questions and exercises that you can do. And so take a second, write these down. But the last thing I'll say before I get into the questions is that again, at the end of this, you should be able to answer the question. What do I want to try next? Again, I'm not saying this is necessarily going to be the jackpot winner, the X marks the spot passion project, you found your life's fulfillment. Maybe it will be, but you might be like me where you have to go through a couple of steps to get there. And if you go through all of these steps and you come out and you're like, I still don't know what I want to do right now, I'm calling BS. I'm calling BS. If you go through all of these questions and you're like, there's nothing I can do. I still have no idea. Then you have mindset work that you need to work through, right? Saying this all lovingly. I know I can come off a little intense sometimes, but it's your mindset work. It's your mindset that's telling you, I don't know, because you know, but you're not admitting it to yourself or, you know, but you're thinking more about what you could or should do versus what you want to do. And that's the mindset work piece guys. So if you go through all these questions and you're still like, I don't know, it's the mindset and you need to take this mindset work really seriously and consider talking to someone, hiring a coach, doing what you got to do. But I just really want to get that point across where your, your limiting beliefs, your fears, doubts, and insecurities could be what's holding you back 
which is normal. It happens to so many people, but don't let it, don't let it continue to hold you back is what I'm saying. If you get here and you're like, I still don't know, or I know, but I can't take action. What, what do you have to do to take action, right? Like what is actually going to make a difference? Even if it's really hard and scary, right? Like I keep going back to the hiring a coach thing because that's what I did. And that's what helped me and changed my life. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here today if I didn't hire the coach to help me get out of my own way to be here today. Okay. But what do you have to do? It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be scary because you have to do something different. If you want different results, what has gotten you to where you are right now is not going to get you to where you want to be. Okay. So if you want your life to change, you have to start changing and that is scary and that's hard. And that's why we don't want to take those actions, but those are the actions that are going to change your life. The ones that make you want to cry, the ones that terrify you, make you feel nauseous. That is what's going to change your life. And it's hard and it's scary, but that is the difference that's going to make the difference. So now that I'm done with my monologue, let's get into these questions that you can ask yourself. All right. So number one, who are you jealous of? When you see people in real life and on social media, who do you look at and think to yourself, wow, I wish that could be me. Or maybe it's a little bit more hint of jealousy. And you're like, her, like whatever, you know, you know who I'm talking about. And I want you to answer what specifically are you jealous of? If you see someone online, is it that you're jealous of the actual work that they do? Or are you jealous of the type of lifestyle they have? Again, these are really important data points. And the important thing here is who are you jealous of guys? And I want you to understand jealousy is an indication of something that you want but you feel like you can't have for some reason, right? You're not jealous of someone who walks out of Starbucks as you're walking in with this really great looking drink. You're not jealous of them because you're like, I'm just gonna go order that right now. You're jealous when you see someone have something that you want, but you decided for some reason you can't have it or you shouldn't have it. And therefore the fact that they have it is is holding up that mirror to you, right? Because wait a second, I thought I wasn't good enough to have it, but they can have it. So that's going to be a really good indication of the things that deep down you want, but you're not admitting to yourself or you're not letting yourself want those because you feel like you can't or shouldn't have them for whatever reason. So figure out that, right? Who are you jealous of? What exactly are you jealous of about them? Okay. So number two, What are all your skills and interests? Just list them all out and don't filter here. Don't be like, well, no one would pay me for that. It doesn't matter. That doesn't count. No, everything counts. Like right out watching documentaries, like I don't care. Write them all down. You just want to literally list out everything, all of your skills, all of your interests. Okay. Number three, if you had a full day to do whatever you wanted, what would you spend your time doing? Right? So if I told you right now, this is Tuesday when I release my podcast episodes. You have the rest of the day off. You have the rest of the week off. What would you spend your time doing? How would you spend your free time, right? Or think about it when you have time after work, what do you spend your time doing? When you have time on the weekends, what do you spend time doing? Think about that, okay? That's an indication of things you actually want to enjoy and you might be able to monetize on them. I think people are really quick to assume that they can't monetize on their skills or rather their interests, but they can. Now it's a different story if you want to monetize on them, like I was saying with my travel blog, but more often than not, you can monetize on the things you actually enjoy, right? Like I hired a stylist. So she's someone who enjoys 
online shopping. She literally went online shopping for me. I literally pay someone to do that. So there's so many potentials. Don't sell yourself short. So just don't limit yourself on any of these questions, right? Just stream of consciousness, write everything down. All right, number four, what is something that comes easy to you but is difficult to others? And number five, which is similar, but what is the thing people go to you for help with? So are you the person that everyone texts because they don't know what to wear and they want your opinion? Are you the person that they always come to advice on for relationships? Are you the person who is always helping people with technology? Like, what is it? What are things that people ask you for help with? This is important because there's often a lot of things that come easy to us and we just assume because they're easy for us, they're easy for other people. And therefore those skills are less valuable or people wouldn't pay for them, but that's not the truth, right? And so this can be an indication of something that you might enjoy, you might be good at, and you can actually start making money off of if you wanted to. All right, and then the last exercise, this is more of an exercise than a question, but I want you to text five of your friends or family members and ask them what they think your strengths and talents are. Like, what do they think you're good at? And then I want you to consolidate all of the responses and look at what you get and also draw the comparison between all of those responses. Here's why. It's really easy for us to point out all of the strengths in other people, but we don't see them in ourselves. Because similar to what I was saying, we just assume they're, you know, common sense or everyone's good at it or it's not really a big deal. So who cares? So bypass your insecurities, bypass your, you know, roadblocks that you can't see past your tunnel vision by asking other people. Now, if you feel like this is awkward, I want you to just text them, blame it on me. Say, hey, I'm working with a mindset coach, business coach, whatever you want to call me. I don't care, this girl, my teacher, whatever makes you feel comfortable. And my homework is that I have to text five friends and ask them what they think my strengths are, what they think I'm good at, what they come to me for help with. Would you mind giving me three things that you know you think I'm good at or five things? Give them a specific number that they have to come up with and then see the responses, right? So you can totally blame it on me. Oh, it's this thing I don't wanna do, right? But I wanna challenge you. I know it's probably gonna feel a little weird and uncomfortable, but do this because the answers are gonna be really insightful and they're likely gonna surprise you a little bit. I'm gonna give you a really key indication. So now that you've had those six questions and exercises to go through, you have a lot of data points that are gonna show you what are things you like, what are things you're good at, right? And then using those skills and interests, I want you to like look at what are things in this field that people do if you're looking for a side hustle or you know, potential you know, entrepreneur type journey that I could do with these skills and interests that would be somewhat interesting to me and then pick one and try it, right? So like the example, maybe you're into fashion, like can you do closet consultations, right? Do you wanna do online shopping for people? What, what is it, right? If you're into, you're really into math, like do you wanna be a tutor, right? If you're really into Pokemon cards, do you wanna start a blog on Pokemon cards and then try to monetize it? I don't know. There is a way to monetize everything. Or even if you don't have a specific skill or interest, there's a million ways that you can still have a hobby that doesn't require a specific skill or interest. Like for example, 
all of the drop shipping stuff on Amazon, Amazon FBA, all of those things, opening an Etsy shop, like so many options. I guarantee you there is something. And again, if you can't see it, it's a mindset block. I swear my superpower is that I can figure out what anyone can make money doing. I can give you like at least three and that's being really low on the spectrum. I'm sure I can give you more, but I'm hedging myself here. Ideas that you could run with and start with because I've seen so many different people making money in so many different ways. I think that's the thing too, is people don't realize how many opportunities there truly are with the internet to make money and make a lifestyle out of these quote unquote obscure things. And so I promise you that there's something there. If you're struggling and you want help, or if you've done these things and now you have an answer or you know, deep and down inside, you know what you want to do, but you don't want to admit it, but you need help. If you want to, this is the stuff I work with, work with my clients on, right? We go through these exercises. Like I said, you guys can do it together, but if you're struggling to come up with an idea or you're struggling to get started or you're struggling to stay committed and you want someone to help you and show you the ropes and help you overcome these roadblocks and limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck, that is what I work with my clients on. So if you're interested and you want to work together one-on-one after this episode, email me or DM me on Instagram and say, hey, I'm interested in private coaching because I want to start finding my passion. I want to go after it and I want to start making results in my my life. And I want to find that and I want to build my dream life. I want to build my dream business. I want to find that thing. I will get you there. Full stop. We will go through all these questions together and we are going to start taking action and we're going to go hotter, colder, hotter, colder until we freaking get there. Full stop. And I am not going to let you get in your own way. No way, no how. And again, not for everyone. And you don't have to, you know, book a session with me or sign up for my private coaching in order to get there. I'm giving you these questions to get you started. But be honest with yourself. What do you need to do to get there? For me, I had to hire a coach because I knew I wasn't going to get out of my own way. Or if I did, it would have been, it would have taken me years to get out of my own way. And I was tired. I was like, I don't want to waste any more time. I just want to get there as soon as freaking possible. So with that, again, guys, remember, Just figure out what you want to do next. And remember when you're brainstorming all of these things, the key is to understand what you want to do, not what you should or could do. Because those are those mindset blocks that are going to, you know, stick in the back of your head. Do not let those stand in your way. Okay. That's where many of us get stuck and miss the mark. And that's why we're still stuck in this place where we don't want to be. It's because we're limiting ourselves and we're saying, we're not, we're saying what we want. We can't have for whatever reason. And I'm telling you that reason is a bunch of BS. Full stop. So with that, now you should have a list. You should have an idea of where to start. And I would love, love, love after this episode, once you've gone through all of these things, DM me on Instagram, tell me where you're going to start first. Make that your action item because guys, when you write something down and you commit to it, you are like, I think it's like four times more likely to actually achieve that goal. And I want to know, I want to know, I'm excited for you all. So When you figure it out and and you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to try next, DM me on Instagram. Let me know. I want to know. I want to talk about it. All these things. So let me know. So that's the end of this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you found it insightful and helpful. And I can't wait to hear all about where you're going to start first on this journey. Remember, you can and will find the passion project that you want. You can create the life you love, but you have to be willing to take action and step up to the plate to get there. 
It's a lot easier said than done. That's why a lot of people don't live their dream life, but it's totally possible for you. I promise I know this to be true with every fiber of my being. So that's this week's episode. Thank you again for tuning in. And if you liked this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would rate it on iTunes, write a review, share it with whoever you think might needs to hear this message. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much.